prepare your ears, humans. Happy, sad, confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Henry Cavill on Enola Holmes 2, and spoiler alert, his return as Superman. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz, and welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Um, look, anytime I get the opportunity to catch up with Henry Cavill is fantastic. He's been on the podcast before. I have spent many, many times with Henry at very pivotal moments in his career. I, I was lucky enough to have the first conversation on camera with Henry after he was cast initially over 10 years ago as the Man of Steel. And it was a great full circle moment to meet up with Henry Cavill for this live taping of Happy, Sad, Confused at the 92nd Street Y, 92NY in New York City, uh, promoting Enola Holmes 2, but also to talk about, yes, the return of Superman. Um, as you guys know by now, yes, spoiler alerts aplenty, uh, Henry returned very recently in a cameo at the end of Black Adam. This is a long time coming. It's been five years since Henry put on the Superman costume. And, um, you know, we had this conversation scheduled before the news broke. I was, I, frankly, I was unaware that he was officially going to be back. But, um, you know, sometimes a little luck, a good relationship, it all lines up. And here you guys are going to get to enjoy the very first public, public conversation um, that Henry had about returning as Superman. This was a great night in New York City. Um, it was great to see a packed house at the 92NY. And um, if you couldn't make it, fear not. You get to enjoy the whole thing right now. Um, and I hope, you, I hope you appreciate and feel the love that was in the air because um, Henry is, you know, beyond being a great actor, is a fan. He really is. He's legit just fanboy for comics and fantasy and sci-fi. And um, it's really it's really sweet to see him get this second chance at this iconic character, a character that he, look, say what you will about the different films and, and you may love them or you may have issues with them, but um, his performance you can't quarrel with. And... Um, he is a great Superman, and I'm excited to see what's to come for our buddy Henry Caffel. So um, I should say, you know, he was, of course, promoting Enola Holmes 2, which is fantastic in its own right. It's a fun romp uh, starring Millie Bobby Brown and Henry as Sherlock Holmes. We cover that in this, and we talk about, we actually cover a ton of territory in this conversation. There's, like, almost too much to mention, but... Yes, tons of Superman stuff. We have a surprise from Zack Snyder in here. We talk about James Bond. We talk about the rumors about House of the Dragon and Loki. We talk about gaming and Warhammer. And, uh, you know, this is your one-stop shopping for all things Henry Cavill. You will not leave disappointed. Um, all which is to say, if you're in New York... You know, come on out to our next event, guys. These are great. Um, this was a this was like an electric atmosphere taping this one with Henry Cavill. Um, I also taped a recent uh, conversation that will be on on the podcast very soon 
over at Symphony Space with Ralph Macchio for his new book. That was fantastic. You'll you'll hear that one very soon. Um, we've got one with Sylvester Stallone coming up at 92NY. Tickets are still available for that. November 11th. Um, the information is in the show notes. That's going to be amazing. I mean, I've never done an in-depth conversation with Sly, Sly Stallone. And uh, yeah, that that is high, high on my bucket list. So thrilled that that one is coming together. And um and a lot more to come. Those are just the announced ones, guys. Um, what else to mention? Well, the usual reminders, if you want to watch this video of Henry Cavill and I, uh, it is available on YouTube, youtube.com slash Josh Horowitz. Subscribe. Give us a, a subscription, guys, because that's where we're putting all the video content. Um, if you want early access to everything, go over to Patreon, patreon.com slash happy, sad, confused. Um, all these links are in the show notes. Check it out. So many different ways to enjoy Josh Horowitz and happy, sad, confused content. Um, I think that's all I'll say. I'll just, I'll just throw right now to why you guys are all here, which is this exclusive and first conversation with Henry Cavill. Uh, remember, Noel Holmes drops on Netflix November 4th. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I, I did. This was a blast. Uh, here's me and Henry Cavill. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to a live edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Thank you for coming out, New York. I mean, it just sucks. Our guest tonight has nothing to talk about. I don't know what we could discuss tonight. Um, I am so beyond thrilled to welcome this guest back to Happy Second Fuse, and especially in this live format. Welcome to the New Yorkers out here. Welcome to the folks watching live uh, around the world. Um, he's one of my favorite people. He is, uh, he's a big old nerd, just like me, without apology. I love that about him. He's a fantastic actor. You know him as the Witcher. You, you know him thanks to Enola Holmes and the new Enola Holmes 2 opening on November 4th on Netflix as Sherlock Holmes. And you know him as the past, present, and future Superman. Please give a warm welcome to Henry Cavill, everybody. Henry, Henry. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so, how's your week going, Henry? It's been pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything new? Anything you want to say? Not, uh, not, not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a lot to talk about. We um, we're going to talk about um, all aspects of your wonderful career. You've got a lot going on. Um, I, I just want to deal with, let the cat out of the bag, spoiler alert, I just want to get the, the big questions out of the way. Um, welcome back, Superman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel? Does it feel like there's a weight off the shoulders? The questions have been there for years. We didn't know if we were ever gonna see you in the suit again. And spoiler alert, we've seen him in the suit again, and hopefully yeah. there's more to come. 
How are you feeling about this? I, uh, you know, the, 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 the character, how you guys expressed it is exactly how I feel. It's, um, it's the character means so much to me and it's been five years now and I've, quite rightly, um, otherwise I probably shouldn't deserve to wear the, the cape, but I, I never gave up hope. And it's amazing to be here now uh, talking about it again. Um, there is such a bright future ahead for the character. And I'm so excited to tell a story with a, an enormously joyful Superman. Ken, yes. As much as you're willing to, to say, can you tell me a little bit about how it happened, how this recent Ooh. cameo happened and what it was like to get back into the costume? Well, I was, I was on Witcher and uh, they, uh, I got the call saying, you know, hey, this is happening. Um, when can you do it? I was like, I'm working six day weeks. I don't know when I can do that. <laughs> and they said, well, look, this is, we've got these dates. And I said, okay, cool, right. I'll, I'll come in and do it. And uh, we had to get clearance from Witcher Production at the time, uh, but it was so top secret, we couldn't tell them what. We just said, hey, there's this thing I'm gonna do. <laughs> can, can, can you clear me for it? And, and uh, I don't know whether anyone suspected or not, because there was all the talk about Comic-Con at the time as well. Right. And, um, and so then I went to Leeson Studios, Warner Brothers Studios in the UK, and uh, on a super secret set, um, all whispers and all sort of um, capes and everything all hidden, and uh, got back in the suit. And it was a very powerful moment for me. I, I wasn't too sure how I was gonna feel, whether it was gonna be, okay, cool, yeah, back in the suit, or whether it was going to be something which was very emotionally connective because I put the Man of Steel suit back on. And, yes. And I chose that one in particular because of the nostalgia attached to the suit. And um, it was, it was incredibly important for me to just be standing there and enjoying that moment. And um, yeah, that, that, that is, is one of the top moments in, in my career. It feels great to have the opportunity to wear it again. Well, it must be, I mean, as you said, you didn't give up hope and it's something that like you've felt the love, you've felt, felt here tonight, you've, you've heard the folks online talking about it and people in the streets that you are a Superman for this generation. And it's, uh, and <laughs> this wasn't, an, it wasn't easy to get here, needless to say. And, but it, it strikes me that you said you, you really, there wasn't a moment where you're like, I've made my peace. If I never play Superman again, all good, I had. I think there's, there's um, the, the thing which every actor has to build into their psyche, which is the, if it doesn't happen again, I'm not gonna let it crush me. Right. Uh, because we get told no a lot, it's all part of the job. And um, with this, it, it meant so much to me. And I thought, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let it sit and, and simmer in the background. I'm gonna put the cape in the closet and let it stay there. And when the time comes, it's ready. Right. But I never lost hope. And that was, that was the key bit for me because um, it felt, when I go out to the supermarket or something and, and someone's like, hey, Superman. Um, <laughs> it, that was me one time and I resent <laughs> you. <laughs> it's, it never felt dishonest. Yeah. I never felt like I was living a lie. Yeah. And so I, I never gave up hope and it was always there. I was just, just waiting for the time to come back. 
Excellent. Well, we, we appreciate you sharing. This is his first time speaking publicly about this, like yeah. with you guys. So we appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back around to the journey with Superman because this is a career conversation. But let's let's get let's talk a little with Noah Holmes because this is a delightful uh, sequel. This is a Noah Holmes two. It drops November fourth on Netflix. Um, you know, we've joked about this before. I mean, it feels like. The only stipulation in your contract is like, is it an iconic character? I need to play an iconic character. <laughs> <laughs> but like when Sherlock first came around, yeah. was that like, oh yeah, that makes sense. This is interesting. This is exciting. Or, was, or did you have more questions than excitement? At the Def time? Definitely more questions. I, I thought, hold on a second. Why would you want me to play Sherlock? It doesn't seem to fit. And it's been done so well by so many people before me. And then I got my hands on the script and, and read it, and I realized that this is a Sherlock that exists within a universe where Enola exists, right. which is, allows for a very different iteration of the character to be. Because yes, his forward-facing self is still very similar to the character who we've seen play before, but when it comes to Enola, there's a special something. And, and then it made sense to me. I was like, oh, okay, okay, there's, there's a, there is a hidden warmth to this character. It's, it's so fun to see you and Millie because your energies, um, both off screen and on, couldn't be more different. And I, but, but I mean, I mean that I, I love you both <laughs> equally, don't worry. But like, she's like, you know, she's, she's a, what, 18, 19 now? She's a, a manic, kind of like excitable teenager. <laughs> yeah. And there's that side of you, but you can. Yeah. <laughs> You can we just never see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is. Um, but what, I mean, talk to me a little bit about just the, the mixing it up on set with Millie, uh, first film versus the second film. How much does the relationship on camera mirror what's off? Um, the relationship on camera very much mirrors what's off. Uh, we do have a very uh, older brother, younger sister type relationship. It's a lot of teasing on set, a lot of making fun. I do not hold back. When I, when I make fun of her at all. And she doesn't hold back either. I was going to say, she's probably, has she ever made you cry, Henry? Has she? Uh, not that I'm willing to admit or that anyone's seen. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, Millie's fantastic. I love working with Millie. She's got such wonderful energy. Um, the days on sets are long. And so it's lovely to have someone like Millie turn up with that kind of energy. It really sort of fuels the whole thing. Without revealing too much, uh, the homes we see at the start of this is in... Not in the best shape. No, no, he's, he's borderline alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun to play drunk? Fun to uh, play uh, someone at their uh, wit's yes, end? Yes, it is. I mean, it's always, always slightly nerve-wracking when you're playing drunks. You're thinking, am I, am I doing too much? Is it right. too little? Is it right for what this movie is? Right. And um, the gauge is always the crew and the other actors. If the other actors and the crew are finding it funny, in a way that isn't offensive to me, <laughs> then that's good. And so I kind of use that as my meter. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's fun to do that kind of stuff. Totally. I mean, I, I do a lot of fake drunk talk in real life. <laughs> and so is I, this your fake drunk voice right now? Because yeah. you are a really yeah. sober drunk. Yeah. <laughs> this is, it's not fake drunk. <laughs> well, I smelled something. Yeah. <laughs> it's in that glass. Yes. It's, uh, <laughs> Um, we have a clip for you guys. You want to see a little peek at Noah Holmes too? Ooh. Yeah. All right, let's take a look. I found you on the street, now, drunk like a bewildered beast. About you? We're not playing this game. Shoes estate. Hair is not much better. You need to wash so your clothes similar. every now and again. So unwillingly, you are pale, to look undernourished, and you've nose. lost your. Stop. 
And then there's your fingernails. Why on earth are you working in a match factory? What? Last night they were dirty with green traces. This morning they are black. The phosphorus from the matchmaking is mixed with the oxygen in the atmosphere. Ha I wasn't in such a state as to not see that. How, how did you... And your neck is red. Someone has gripped it or held a knife against it. Are you involved in something dangerous? Because you are still my ward. If you need my help, my offer remains on the table. Don't be so desperate to prove yourself, Anola. I am not desperate. And I don't need your or anyone's help. But this I will have. <laughs> I kudos to you both, kudos to your perfectly unkempt hair. I mean, that, that is like, if, if my messy hair could only look like that. <laughs> did you grow up uh, reading Sherlock? Were you? Uh... Um, I did not. I was, I mean, my favorite Sherlock story is Hound of the Baskervilles because I spent plenty of time on Dartmoor with my parents when I was younger. And I think it was um, audio cassette at that time. Do you guys know what cassettes are? <laughs> I'm going to go through every single medium. And then VHS was the thing, yeah. yeah. No. Um, and I, being on Dartmoor and listening to that story was, was wonderful. And so Sherlock was definitely there um, throughout my youth. Uh, but I wasn't necessarily an avid reader of, of the books. I mean, I, I joke about it, but it does feel like you're in a unique position to like, teach the master class for any actor who might be intimidated about taking on a role with a strong lineage and history. Like, right. What would you say to an actor presented with whether it's Sherlock or Superman or Hamlet or anything, um, what's, the, what's been the key for you to overcome any fears or, or, or obstacles? Um, I think it's just approach it honestly um, and have faith in yourself. That would be the key. I think it's, um, there's a big uh, pitfall of looking at everyone else's work and going, oh, I want to do that and I want to do that and I want to do this. And you've got to remember it's your work. <clears throat> and if you approach it from a place of um, uh, self-confidence and I'm doing this, not to try and be different, but because that is how you interpret the material, right. then I think that's probably the best way of doing it because that's going to be the most true to you rather than you just trying to be different or worse, imitating someone else. Right. And I would imagine just the success you've experienced in these kind of roles just fuels hopefully the confidence going forward. I mean, if you can, if you, can you know, hold your own on that mantle with other Sherlocks and Supermen. I mean, it's... I mean, I, 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 who's, who's to say that I can? Well, some, some <laughs> this focus group does say that yeah. you can. Uh, it's uh, confidence going forward. I think the funny thing is that it, you're always going to question your own ability and your own self. I think regardless of what you do and regardless of what you've achieved, unless, unless you're completely mad. Right. Um, and I think that's a healthy thing because it keeps you disciplined and it keeps you yeah. honest. No, I, I always say, this is something that comes up a lot on the podcast, is like, I don't trust the folks that are just too comfortable in their own skin, yeah. too confident, too complacent. Yeah. There's something wrong with them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're hot. I'm damaged. You better be a little damaged, too. <laughs> but yeah. no, it does keep you sharp. It does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I, I think um, some confidence is good, but complacency and arrogance is, is that's a that's a trap. Um, okay, so let's 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 go back a little bit. Um, let's talk about Little Henry. 
it's hard to imagine Henry Cavill was once a little smaller than he was when he was here today. <laughs> um, you, you told me before you were, you called yourself an emotional kid. Yeah. Um, how did that manifest? And you were, you were uh, one of four boys. Uh, five. Yeah. Five? Oh, yeah, yeah four boys. Yeah, I, yeah. I was number four. Sorry. Okay. Four, four or five. Um, boarding school, I don't know, if was it all male bo boarding school? Or? All male apart from uh, the last two years Got when it. I was there. Now that school is fully co-ed. Got it. So for an emotional teenager surrounded by a lot of testosterone and aggression and whatever, <laughs> how did that... How did that fuel you? How did, that, how did you um, handle that? I mean, I was, I was no stranger to testosterone aggression, having grown up in a family full of five boys. Sure. Uh, lots of fighting and lots of, um, lots of uh, I mean, there was lots of fighting, so much so that there, <laughs> there was. You were about to sugarcoat and you're like, no, no, yeah. there was a lot of yeah, fighting. <laughs> a lot of fighting, a lot of fighting. Uh, so much so that there was a rule that no punching in the face. Oh. Yeah, punch anywhere else. Right, well. Um, hmm. um, and yeah, even then, but if you did that, you were asking for that's, the line and draw on the sand, it's like, okay, cool. So okay. now dick punches are okay. <laughs> it's, Can we adopt that same rule in our relationship, by the way? <laughs> but face punches were always off the cards. Right. You did that and you're, that's, you, you've, you've crossed a line and it's, uh, Got it. there's, there, there's now a problem rather than just a disagreement. Right. Um, so going to school, uh, I, I, that part wasn't the problem. I think uh, I was just very homesick. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how homesick I was going to be. I was so keen to go to boarding school. And I just desperately wanted to get off the island and get away from my parents. And um, as soon as I remember my mum leaving, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. And so I was very, very homesick. And uh, I just, I went to a place called uh, Kelly College at first, which is my first boarding school. And I went there for, um, half a term, and it's a great school. Two of my brothers went there, and they loved it. Uh, but the problem was, by the time I got there, it was a weekly boarding school, rather a full boarding school. So most of the English-speaking kids were gone uh, by the weekend. Okay. And for me, that was tricky, uh, because I had no one to talk to, and I, my parents had said, right, let's find you a full boarding school, and that'll be better for your integration into, into this, this new life. And of course, by the time I went there, and Kelly's a, an amazing school, uh, and I, I had a great time there, uh, aside from the weekends. <laughs> and um, then I went to Stowe School, um, absolutely stunning school, amazing grounds. If any of you are ever in the UK, do go visit Stowe School, because it is particularly beautiful. Um, but all the groups and cliques had formed right at that stage. And I was a fat kid. Right. And I had, no. <laughs> He's Superman yeah. now. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, yeah. <laughs> um, but once a fat kid, always a fat kid. Right now, that's the rule. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, so, I've heard. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I also had ambitions to be because I was I was head of my prep school, head boy at my prep school. I was very, very proud of that, and I wanted to be head boy at this school. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be on my CV so I could get, um, go to a great university and, and maybe join the armed forces and all sorts and get an armed forces scholarship to a fantastic university. Um, and so late, fat, and ambitious, <laughs> that's, that's a bad combination. It's quite a, <laughs> it's quite a Tinder profile. Yeah. Got there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, um, fast forward a little bit. 
Uh, I don't know if it was your first film, but one of the early roles was in Count, Count of Monte Cristo. Yes, that was my first role. Yeah. Major film, major cast, big director. Did yep. you, coming out of that, did you feel like, oh, I got this? Oh, no. No? No, no, no. Um, I came out of that uh, saying to my parents, how do I go back and finish school? Because <laughs> um, I'm going to be a year late now. Do I just go back a year late, or do I join the year this year late? Um, but it's, it was my last year, and so I hadn't finished that amount of studying before the big exams. We used to have A-levels at my time, which is um, advanced level. It's basically three subjects, and you'd have probably, I forget how long the exams were, but you'd have two or three exams per subject. And it was pretty intense. And so to go back to school then, I was, I was really fretting about it. I thought, how am I going to do this? My parents said, you go to school to get a job and have a career. Right. And you are now, you have a career. And you have two agents, because I got an English agent halfway through that job, who Priscilla John, the casting director, had introduced me to, a guy called Dallas Smith. And then um, Kevin Reynolds, the director, uh, had put in a good word at an agency in the US. That was... Um, William Morris at the time. And then I, got, I picked up an agent there, a lady by the name of Felda Queeley. And so my parents said, look, you've got, you've got the thing. Yeah. And so go for it. Like, give it your best shot. Take a swing at it. And if it doesn't work, then you can always go finish your A-levels and, and you can join the armed forces and do everything you want to I do mean, before. That's a beautiful gift for, uh, yeah. Yes. That's Initially, my, my dad was saying, no, go to university, yeah. do this, do that, get a degree, then try acting. And if it doesn't work, when it doesn't work, then you can, <laughs> and which is a, Thanks, a, 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 no, but a really fair argument. He, yeah. he was just looking out for me, and um, he just turned out to be wrong this time. <laughs> and uh, and um, uh, then that, that, was, that was his idea. Then I got the job, and he went, look, no, you, you've got the thing now. You've achieved the thing, so yeah. definitely, definitely run with this. And, and yeah, that was 22 years ago now. Amazing. So what's... Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> Let's reflect briefly on some of the famous near misses. This wasn't even like a real near miss, but Stephanie Meyer famously yeah. wanted you, was like your, her dream casting to play Edward Cullen. Yeah. You know this? Um, but you didn't even have a meeting or anything. Did you only learn that after the fact, like years later? Like, did you know that like she had this in mind? And, and, and when the movie came out, were you like, Pattinson? Like, what, like how did you feel? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sensing some Batman rivalries. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, no, not at all, because I, I didn't know about the movie. I, I didn't know about them wanting to cast me. Right. Um, and the internet wasn't quite as, wasn't quite the tool that it is now. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I only found it afterwards, and I was like, oh, okay, that would have been cool. <laughs> but You were up, speaking of Pattinson, you were up for his role in Harry Potter, though. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, I, was, I definitely auditioned for that one. And I did not get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask how it went. So. Yeah, I mean, I, the audition may have gone well. It may have gone terribly. Um, I'm sure someone out there has footage, which hopefully is locked away, will never be seen. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't get it. It wasn't right. I think I was, how old is Robert? Uh, he's probably, he's, I think he's close to your age, maybe a couple years younger. Okay, I think a couple of years younger at that time, though, is a big difference. Right. I think I was probably, might be 19, 20. Right. And that makes a big difference when you're playing a kid in high school. Yes. Yes. Well, it used to, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, you famously were very much in the running for James Bond. Yes. Uh, way back when. Um, 
was that something, again, like that must be so intimidating, like just to get that opportunity. Um, did you feel at the time you were close? Um, I, they told me I was close. Oh, yeah. Then yes. Uh, they, they, they told me it was ultimately down to, and this is what I've been told. Right. Um, <laughs> someone out there is like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I was there too. Um, it was just down to me and Daniel. And uh, I, was, I was the younger option. Got it. And, um, and I think, yeah, they obviously went with Daniel. And I think it was an amazing choice to go to Daniel. Um, I probably wasn't ready at the time. And yeah, I think Daniel did an incredible job over, over the past movie. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy they made that choice. It was a fun adventure at the time sure. and definitely gave me a boost to my career. That was the key element right. of it. Um, I was getting a lot of auditions, which I went to, which went really, really well. And the casting director and the producer would call me and say, you were the best person who came in the room. We love you, but you're not a name. So. <laughs> yeah. What does that look um, like in an email, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way. Dot, dot, dot. Um, and you, and that, you hear that enough times, you're just like, ah, right, okay. And whether that's true or not, it could be a complete lie. It could have been terrible. Um, but then once I had screen tested for Bond and I was on a short list and my photo was in Variety, right. then it was, oh, okay, this guy might carry some kind of name now. And so it started to help things build a bit more. The producers of Bond now say they're looking for an actor in their 30s. Uh -huh. How old? How they haven't old, got much time. I was going to say, how, <laughs> how old are you, Henry? I am 39. We did it. We're yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm quite busy now. <laughs> I'll get him playing hard to get. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I love those guys, uh, Barbara and Mike. They are wonderful. And um, I have very fond memories of having uh, cocktails with them, uh, I think at Mike's house once. And then I had a Vespa martini with Barbara, which I thought was fitting because it was for Christina Royale. And it was, it was a really, really fun time and it was great to be in the mix of that stuff yeah. uh, and so yeah I mean whether I'm considered for the role or not I don't know but it'd be fun to have the conversation for sure and if, if I'm not then I I, I just want to see what they do with the next because I think they're I think they're amazing yeah um let's talk a little more Superman uh <laughs> so when you when you went up for Superman, this was actually the second time you were going up for Superman, I believe, right? Like we're, uh, yes. Second. By the time you met Zach, yeah. you had already, yes. in a previous iteration, had auditioned. Yes. So when you met him for Man of Steel, did you have a different take? Did you, have, did you <laughs> walk into that room feeling like you had a, an approach? No, 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 no different from, um, and it wasn't like I, I was doing the same or different from before. Sorry, I keep on leaning backwards and forwards. So I, I'm in the wrong sort of. Oh, good. Ruin everyone's ears. Um, <clears throat> I <laughs> look into my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's either you definitely do or you definitely don't. Um, I because the script was so different and the story was so different from from one to the other uh, that it was it was very unique. Um, the one similarity was Laura Kennedy, the casting director, and. Uh, I know that I was, out of a bunch, uh, one of her favorites. And, um, and I think uh, when it came out again, she was like, okay, right, now let's, let's do this this time. Right. 
And, um, and so I had, a, had my foot in the door a little bit. Uh, so it was very lucky. And here we are. Here we are. 400 years later. Well, no. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> um, you've said some very nice things about, of course, Zack Snyder, who's meant so much to your career. Um, he obviously remains a, a, an ardent fan of yours. Yep. Um, little surprise for you, Henry. I reached out to Zach, and he sent something in. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's look at a message from Zack Snyder from okay. Henry Cavill. Yeah. Wow. Henry, I have a question. When we first did uh, Man of Steel, and we were doing the flying shots for the first time, and we put you in the belly pan or on the wires, uh, I can't remember which we did first. Did it feel odd to be, you know, just there in front of the green screen, doing your flying, you know, shots, you know, with us just touching the camera and uh, you having to act like you're flying, but, you know, before you had ever seen what it might look like or what it might feel like, was that, how was that? Was that odd or, and did you expect it to turn out the way it did? So that's my question. Um, I can't wait to work with you in the future. And you are, of course, the greatest Superman ever. He's a lovely man. He's a lovely man, and I'm I'm enormously appreciative of, of um, everything he's he's done for me, by, especially by casting me in Man of Steel. Um, those are uh, formative memories of mine, uh, career-wise. It was when everything changed, and I remember them fondly. Yeah. I remember fondly hanging above fields. <laughs> in, it was Illinois, and uh, uh, just outside of Plano. Um, amazing memories and a lot to be thankful for. So, uh, Zach, if you're watching um, on one of these many cameras, <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> um, just to clarify for the future, because the, the folks will kill me if I don't ask like a, a specific question, is there a specific plan? Is there a script or a director or a story, or are we at the stage where we're, we're figuring out what the next Superman story is. Right now, I can't share any information. Okay. Um, I know. <laughs> but um, if I'm going to be a good partner to everyone, then I have to be able to uh, keep the secrets when the secrets are necessary. Uh, so right now, I can't share anything. But in time, in time, um, I'll be able to share, and, and everyone will hear all the exciting things to come. Fair enough. Um, and I know I'll speak for the entire audience. We're thrilled you're back. We love the cameos. We want Man of Steel 2. We want a solo <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> um, as if all these franchises wasn't enough, what you did in Mission Impossible Fallout was just so a little bit about that experience because Macquarie, Christopher Macquarie is the director and the approach to these films is like nothing, I don't know how much you guys know about this, how the sausage is made on the mission films, but it's like, it seems like it's almost organized chaos where like he's kind of creating yep. as it goes. Yes. Did you, was it, did it shock you the way these movies were made and did it shock you how well it turned out? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, it didn't really because... No. When, when you're working with McHugh, you realize that he is, 
he's not stuck to one thing. Right. And that's really, really important. Uh, I think it's very important to have a framework to work from. Uh, but he is constantly evolving the story, depending on how the scenes have turned out, what's available, um, any new ideas that are coming in. Uh, he and Tom, as a duo, are extraordinary because they are always coming up with creative ideas and they'll have meetings about stuff and say, what if this happens instead of that? And they'll go, oh, that's a really good idea, but that means we have to change all of this. And they go, well, we love this, so let's change all of that. Wow. And it, it did become very much uh, sides the night before and sometimes the day of. Um, which is becoming more and more usual these days. Right. I mean, if you can pull um, it off, if you have the right people, great. Absolutely. If you're McHugh and Tom Cruise. Yes. <laughs> um, and and they, are, they are so good at what they do. Uh, if I could work with any of them again for the rest of my career, I would. Yeah. Um, there was no sense of, I'm not too sure how this is going to turn out with McHugh. Um, we always knew that he knew what he was doing. He had a plan. And he's, he's exceptional. He's really good. Can we just revel in one of the greatest moments in cinematic history from Fallout? Let's take a look at this. This is on a loop. This is on a loop. This is not an actual scene. This is a moment from a scene. Let's just watch this moment over and over again together. <laughs> I've seen so many conversations about this on Reddit. Uh, <laughs> where I managed to yeah, punch a beard. pocket square onto my shirt right. and grow a beard. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much testosterone yeah. this man has. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know what this, uh, my question is, is, except what was in the script? Was there any directive like pump your arms like they're guns? <laughs> like, is that an improv? What is that? No, no, there was, there was nothing like that. Uh, it was <laughs> actually because we'd been doing, it was a rather intense fight scene. We'd actually been shooting it for about three weeks at that stage, um, which is a, lot, a long time to, in comparison to things like The Witcher, where you get a day. Right. Um, and everything starts to get quite sore after a while because it's a lot of repetitive motion. And my, the tendons in, uh, the connective tendons in my biceps were getting sore, and so I had to warm them up before I threw punches. And I'd literally do that to warm them up. And I did it once, and I thought, oh God, that probably looked really stupid. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> and and I, I, I said, oh, sorry, Mikhail, I won't do that again. He's like, do what? Uh, okay, whatever, uh, let's go again. And then I did another take without doing it. He's like, why didn't you do um, that thing? <laughs> that was really good. And I was like, that was good? <laughs> he said, yes, definitely do that. Do that. And so, and so we did. And Cinematic history is born. Yeah. Um, just running through, we're going to get into your audience questions in a couple minutes, but uh, The Witcher. We have to mention The Witcher. <laughs> That was it. I had yeah. no question. <laughs> um, the rest of my case. Yes. <laughs> um, third season has been shot. Uh, what can you say about, what can we expect from the third season of The Witcher? Oh, I can tell you nothing. Great. Um, what, what, what I can tell you um, is that I was working with Wolfgang Stegeman again. Um, you will know his work from Mission Impossible. And also from the Blaviken fight scene, which is episode one, season one. And so we got to do a whole season together. 
And working with Wolfie is amazing. He is such an extraordinary stunt coordinator, a very close friend, so talented. And, um, and there's a lot of action in season three. Uh, and we got to do an awful lot together, um, sometimes by the skin of our teeth and, and working miracles. Uh, but we got it done. And uh, we hope that, we, that you guys get to enjoy our work because Wolfie really is, he's the best. Excellent. Um, since I said at the outset, you are a big old nerd just like myself. In fact, a bigger nerd than me, frankly. You know the stuff way better than I do. Uh, I'm just curious, like, uh, what are you watching? Have you had time to watch? Because you told me your comfort movies were Lord of the Rings, yep. the expanded editions. Yeah, the expanded yeah. editions. Um, have you checked out Rings of Power? Um, I have, in, in what time I have, I, I've dipped into it. Okay. And what does everyone think? What does everyone think? Okay. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. good. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> beautiful. Absolutely stunning yep. from what I saw. Um, and I, I don't want to butcher her name. Mor Morfid? Mor yes. I think it is Morfid. Morfid. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, she's yeah. extraordinary. Yep. She's really, really good. Um, House of the Dragon? Have you checked it out? How does everyone feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. Um, and I enjoyed that enormously. Uh, I think the, the writing was fantastic. Uh, the Fabian Wagner's lighting was amazing. Uh, Fabian, who worked with, with Zach and I on uh, Zach's Justice League. Amazing. Um, and the, the character performances were incredible. I, I think it's, it's a really good show. You must have heard the rumors out there that you were going to be in the next season of House of the Dragon and Loki, right? I mean, to be fair, when I was watching House of the Dragon, I was like, uh... I feel like a lot of these guys can make really good witches. <laughs> <laughs> the hair is not so far off. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, those wigs are good. <laughs> um, so does Witcher scratch that itch? You're not, uh, we're not going to see you in that in Westeros anytime soon? Um, I mean, I think it'd be cool to be in Westeros. I really do. Um, I, I, don't think it's, it's, uh, I don't think there's a place for me in there, though. Okay. Should I read body language or anything from the fact that you didn't respond to my Loki question? Oh, uh, <laughs> I forgot the Loki question. Um, Just that there was a rumor going around yeah, that you're going to be in Loki. As far as I know, okay. I am not going to be in Loki. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Just asking what the people want to know. Henry. Yeah. I mean, that, that, it would be it would be a tricky tricky one to handle at this stage. Right. Fair enough. Uh, James Gunn can do it. Maybe I can too. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of, you heard the news today that James Gunn is going to be helping steer the ship, I assume. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very excited like, about that. Right? Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about gaming. How much time have you been carving out for your, your gaming life? Uh, um, uh, a fair amount. Okay. Um, and I, when I say a fair amount, that probably means a lot for those who don't game. <laughs> um, Just four been, hours a day. Yeah, there. I mean, uh, maybe more. <laughs> um, I have been playing Warhammer uh, Total War, Warhammer 3 Total War. And yes, yeah, some people of culture in the audience. <laughs> uh, I love that game. It's so good. It's so good. Are your friends and family supportive of your... <laughs> for instance... A friend, a loved one, comes home and sees that you're painting a Warhammer figurine. Yeah. Is that a conversation? Is that just understood? Like, this is what you signed up for. This is Henry. Uh, okay, right. Um, most friends and loved ones know about that, and it's, it's no shock. Um, a lot of my family are into it, but I've definitely had 
people over at my house and, and very proudly <laughs> showed them my miniatures, and they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and you can see them going, oh, like, oh yeah, that, that's really good. <laughs> And you can just see them thinking, God, get me out of here. I need another beer. <laughs> I can't pretend to be interested this long. <laughs> do you have a most treasured geek possession? Like, what's the, like, what do you show off? If I came over to the man cave, what do you like? Josh, you got to check this out. This is, this is pretty cool. Um, I don't know if I have a most. I mean, I'm moving around so much that it's very difficult for me to have any one thing. However, recently, uh, Blizzard did just send me um, a, this massive statuette of the Lich King. And it's from Class, because Classic got released, uh, Wrath of the Lich King. And um, it's amazing. It's amazing. It looks really, really good. Would you ever, um, would you ever develop a game? Does that interest you to like, be a creator or, or a creative consultant or anything? Because it's just something that's so a part of you. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think there's so much work that goes into those, and I'm not too sure I want to peek too far behind the curtain and see all the ones and zeros. <laughs> I, I think um, I'll, I'll leave that to the, the experts and the coders out there, and right. that's, I'm going to appreciate their work Fair enough. Uh, and uh, let them do that. I, I, I prefer, this is the one thing I think I want to stay on the outside of, okay. for now. What about producing? I'm actually surprised you haven't produced yet. Uh, the time will come. Yeah. The time will come. Uh, it is something which I'm very excited about doing and something that's important to me. Um, I, I want to be there from the beginning of things and, and to guide the ship from, from the get-go. And uh, that time will come. It's just a, just a matter, of, matter of time. So, Noah Holmes, Witcher. We also have a Matthew Vaughn film that I'm very excited to see eventually. This is Argyle. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, and it must be fascinating to, to work with Matthew again, because you worked with him way back when, didn't you? I did indeed, yes. And I love Matthew. He's, he's such a, a wonderful... Thank you. Oh, I was like, am I getting dragged off stage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is the closest I'll ever get to the Oscars. They're like, shut up. You can't talk anymore. Um, I, uh, I love Matthew. Matthew's such a wonderful man. Yeah. And um, he's one of those people who I would work with at the drop of a hat. Um, here's some questions from the audience, shall okay. we? All right. Uh, Elizabeth wants to know, any chance of doing Broadway? Does theater, does Broadway interest you at all? Uh, hello, Elizabeth, and thank you for the question. Uh, where are you? Right here. Right there. <laughs> Somewhere in the blackness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That response time was a little alarming. Yeah. <laughs> are you really Elizabeth? Uh, you're definitely not Elizabeth. <laughs> All right, Elizabeth. Um, Theater, Broadway. <laughs> could be. Um, could be Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so um, Broadway, I, I don't, I, I do love to sing from time to time, but I would definitely need to um, go into lots of training for that kind of thing. And there are people who have been working far harder and far longer at achieving Broadway than me. And I wouldn't want to um, take up any space away from them. So not any time in the near future, but. Uh... Good question. We're not going to start shouting the questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll allow that one. Um, Shakespeare. I, I, at the moment, I'm going to focus on film and TV. All right. What's, so singing, are we talking show tunes, Taylor Swift? Like what are you doing in your, 
What are you singing in your, in your shower? Um, I, I can't tell you all my secrets. Okay, okay. <laughs> We're not quite there yet. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know who wrote this, but I'm going to read it nonetheless. You've been a leading man for years. Do you like the responsibility that comes with it? Oh, um, do I like the responsibility? Yes, I think is the honest answer. I think um, it's... I, I wouldn't necessarily say about being a leading man, uh, but I think with these characters that are very, very dear to me, um, I do take the responsibility very seriously. And so it is, um, it is an enjoyable to be given that opportunity and that privilege. Uh, which character, this is from Monica, uh, which character do you feel you've learned the most from? Uh, Superman or Sherlock? Hey, Annika, where are you? Here. <laughs> Respectful wait time on that. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Monica, I respect yeah, two, this is like, one, two, three, here. <laughs> Um, well, hello, I think you're over there somewhere. I think. Um, up there. <laughs> oh. It's always terrifying when they say that kind of way. Um, <laughs> Behind you. What? <laughs> um, I, I think I've probably learned the most from Superman. I, I've, I've been playing Supes for so many years in my life, and from an earlier age as well. And so he, when you play a character like Superman, you... It's a responsibility in public as well as it is on camera. And so it's something which uh, has, has taught me a lot and um, about myself and, and about the world as well and about the power of, of important characters like Superman and what it means to a lot of people. Uh, I believe this is Carlos. I hope I'm reading that correctly. Carlos wants to know how, you dr how do you drink your martinis? Oh, um, at the moment, um, and this may change at any time, <laughs> Uh, straight up with a twist, extra cold. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So not, yeah, <laughs> not the other one. <laughs> Clever audience. Um, what do you do to overcome adversity, specifically the nose you got in pursuit of your acting dreams? Say that again? What do you do to overcome adversity, specifically the nose you got in pursuit of your acting dreams? I mean, you know, there's no career that is without, at any stage, without rejection of a different sort. Right. How do you move past it? <laughs> when, when, when you said nose, I was like, I know. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, I mean, I, it's Oh it's, yeah, it's I'm, not, reading, it's I'm not, reading it back great, now. It's yeah. not great, but it's not terrible, right? <laughs> Suddenly incredibly <laughs> self-conscious. <but. laughs> Yeah. No, um, no, your face is messed up, man. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever said that to you? Yeah. All right. Like, yeah, I, I know it's broken. It's not that bad. Um, right. So uh, how do you overcome adversity? Um, it's having belief in what you're doing, whether it is uh, being told no a lot of the time or, or whether it's any other thing that you're overcoming um, on, on a job or trying to get a job. It's just having uh, belief in what you're doing. And something, uh, for better or for worse, I had as a young actor was, was belief. I, I believed it was going to happen. I genuinely did. Uh, whether that was just bravado and, and, and the wrong thing to do, I don't know, because it ended up happening. <laughs> um, but it, it's a, that's a key ingredient. Um, you will always have moments when, when you don't believe in yourself and when you're not too sure whether the fight is worth it anymore. 
And those are the hardest moments. That's when you can really prove to yourself that you can pick yourself up. And that's when other people in your life as well yeah. come, come. You can't do it all by yourself. Um, it's important to have a support system in one way, shape, or form. Uh, because as an actor, you will face a lot of adversity. You'll, you'll face a, a lot of, lot of uh, walls um, creatively and, and also when it comes to the nose. <laughs> <laughs> and I... Yeah, it's, it's just about belief. If you believe what you're doing is the right thing, then you'll be able to keep on doing it. Uh, it's also important to know that if you realize you're doing the wrong thing, that's when you stop doing the wrong thing. You don't just keep on going just because, because that leads down a, a dark path. As, uh, as great a point as that is to end the evening, I have one more question, which is the beyond Superman even almost, I think the thing that came up the most people on Twitter Mm -hmm. And Lisa has a question about this. Um, does your dog, Cal, have any superpowers? How is Cal? <laughs> Cal is great. He's great. Um, sorry I didn't bring him today. Uh, <laughs> um, what is his superpower? I, oh, well, he's, he and I have we've been together now for eight years. And... I think his superpower is just being there, being there for me. Um, you know, it, it, it can be very lonely being an actor, um, especially in years before where I've, I've been single. Um, and and Cal's always been there, and he's he's an extraordinary animal. And dogs, in particular, they are they are sent from the heavens. They truly are. Um, and Cal in particular. <laughs> I will say, I think for 90% of our half hour backstage, we were talking about our dogs. Yeah, <laughs> we were. Basically. Um, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you, man, especially in this really wonderful moment that I, you, know, you can feel the love, I hope, tonight here um, and across the internet as you guys are watching online. Um, we appreciate your passion for every role. We know you're a fan first and, and, and you know, the seriousness and the good humor you bring to everything is, is much appreciated. Uh, Enola Holmes 2 drops on Netflix November 4th. Check That's it right. out, guys. And um, thank you, New York City. Thank you, everybody. And most of all, thank you to Henry Cavill. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. <laughs>